remember sitting down with an executive at Lucasfilm and I asked him what he, I didn't know there was a cat in here. <laughs> I did not know that. Just sitting there. Uh, sorry. Incoming transmission from an unknown source. It seems to be urgent. Patching them through. They're calling themselves the Holonet Marauders. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hollow Nut Marauders podcast. I'm AJ, joined here by my bombad Jedi pals, Jamie and Matt. How is it going? I'm good. It's going great. It was great. a very, very clean intro. Usually one of us laughs or something. It's usually I Matt. tried. I tried really hard. And I'm like, what is oh. so funny every time? But Because um, I'm antis- it's the anticipation of the, hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. <laughs> it just gets me. I'm ready to go. <laughs> um, we've got a great episode today. As we, We've always got great episodes, but this one I'm very okay, excited sorry. about. We're going to be creating a character, a signature of ours that we've done now at two conventions yep. live in front of people. And we're going to be doing one again soon. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Very Not exciting. Today, but a future one. Yeah, a future one. And I don't know what we're going to create then, but we'll see. Yeah, I was about to ask that. Or I should have today, asked that. Let's focus on today. Okay, today, we're going to be creating <laughs> a crime lord. And this is going to be a great one because we have an actual Star Wars creator. We have an actual crime lord. Our good friend. <laughs> Landry Q. Walker. Welcome back. How's it going? Hello. Welcome back, hey. Landry. <laughs> Our favorite reoccurring guest, I think. Um, oh, that's you know, the lore master behind Sidonathano. I don't even have to introduce you. Okay, that there anyway, because... Yeah, we'll, we'll do the, the little intro of for people who might not know, who might not have listened to the show for that long. Uh, Landry created um, the backstory kind of more so, but just more fleshed out story for Sinanathano, who is like the main character that we always talk about in our show. Um, But if you go back in our episodes, we have a full interview about that. Um, But we're we're not talking about Sinanathano today. Behind us, though, behind Matt and I, we have the the recent comic. The comic. One of our favorites. And then he's also over AJ's shoulder, and he's also up there. He's over there. And over there. He's over there. He's, he's, he's everywhere. everywhere. He's all over Funko the place. Pop. There. Look at this. He's right there. He's Hot right toys. The please make a Sidonathano figure. Yeah. Uh, the merch buy it. opportunities are wild. Let's go, guys. Um, but yeah, we for a long time, you know, well, we've had Landry on the show like this is like the fifth time now, I think, between the live streams and the podcast. Um, so we've been we're known for these creative characters, I guess. Not known, but we do them a lot. Well, why we, we wanted for these, yeah. We wanted to have like an actual author creator that's done Star Wars on. So we'll see how this goes. It should be a blast. Um, yeah. Crime I feel Lord. like I feel like it goes without saying. Um, none of this is like actual future content. <laughs> um, we're just we're just no. having fun. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, of course. This is part a... of our canon roster, like the Holonet Marauders canon. Which we <laughs> but not every time we make one of these, we always bring up like we have made all these characters in the past, but we need to we need to get like an actual list of oh, yeah, who we've we made. I think made I'm, at some point I'm gonna go back and like look through all our videos and create like a compendium of like I'm all tonight. the characters that we've made, all the pod we illustrations of who's who. That we we commission some art, get some yeah. get some art going. Come on. We should. Yeah. We have a we have a Gungan Jedi. Gungan Jedi. Named Trudawasa. Trudawasa. The first. Um, the first in the classic. We yeah. have a, a bounty hunter named Black Meluron. Yep. A classic. I can't, remember, can't remember what else. We have we'll the see. Uh, custodian build a janitor episode. Right. We did build a janitor, Landry. I don't know why we did that. But that was fun. <laughs> I, I mean, 
There's a lot and of they, janitorial jobs in Star Wars, I would think. I mean, look at it all the It turned out they were the game. janitor for Dex's diner, I think. So yeah. that's how that works. I think uh, so. Or the whole, it was, no, it was a whole Coco Town. Yeah, all of Coco they were, they were Town, the handyman for Coco Town. And then, of course, this <laughs> recent celebration, we came home with our uh, uh, High Republic Starlight Beacon janitorial staff oh shirt. Oh, that's right. T-shirts. So, yeah. Cleanup so. crew. Janitor's a cannon. <laughs> of course someone's got to clean up all the messes it's exactly um but crime lord's gonna be fun uh jamie first we can go to the the guardian of the wheels okay here which is yeah. jamie yeah and we'll see our question of the week which we haven't done in like three months i know months, honestly so. yeah we have not uh let me pop that in hang on uh i scrolled down okay uh, sorry excuse me that was that was <laughs> All right, uh, let's see what happens. Whoa, look at that. Look at that. Don't look They're at everything on the, the right. Don't look at everything on the right. What a it doesn't mystery. exist. What's it going to land on? He's like the Riddler here. What did we get? Favorite Sith Ooh, Lord. Favorite Sith Lord. Wow. All right. I mean... <laughs> only like a couple in canon. But... Yeah, that's, that's not many. It could be anything, okay? It doesn't have to. It could be anything. It could be anything. All right. It could be anything. Favorite yeah. Sith Lord. Um... I don't know. First. Landry, Landry, who's your favorite like Sith Lord? Ready. I mean, I have, two, I have two answers to that because my first answer, I don't know if, I don't think it would qualify as a Sith Lord, although Asajj Ventress, she was Sith Apprentice, basically. Yeah, Sith Assassin. Yeah. She's we'll, a count, maybe not we'll count any Sith here. Sith. I, would, I mean, after that, I would have gone with Dooku because I actually like the moral complexity of the character who, yeah. you know, at, at, even though he's become corrupted, you get the impression that he absolutely does believe in his cause. And when he's ordered to kill Asajj, the genuine regret in him over that, his he does not... I, I enjoyed that. But Asajj, I love Asajj Ventress. Nice. I yeah, love yeah. it. You uh, mm. beat me to it. I was probably going <laughs> to pick that. Um, but... You can both pick that. Ventress, but no, I honestly, I'd have to say Darth Maul, um, because like uh, looking back on it, like before I was like really, really into like all of Star Wars for some reason, I like really like Darth Maul. There's like old like photos at like um, Star Wars weekends of me like freaking out about Darth Maul in like 2015, um, which is before the sequel trilogy came out, obviously. So I don't know, that was that was a big deal for me, and now I'm just kind of like, yeah, I I like him, but that, that's yep. Now he's a crime lord. So. Now he's a crime, he's a crime lord. lord, guys. Wow. It all comes back together. Full circle. Um, Matt, do you want to go? All right. I'm going to say um, Jar Jar Binks. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My favorite Sith Lord, like seriously, is probably uh, Darth Momin from the oh. Darth Vader Charles Soul run. Um, oh, yeah. He's an ancient Sith Lord. Got stuck in a mask. First time we'd ever seen um, like mask possession before in canon. Um, got stuck in a mask. Darth Vader finds him uh, and puts him on like a, a random Mustafarian. And he's like, all right, let me help you build your castle. And he's basically the architect of Darth Vader's uh, big, big old scary castle. And then he tries yeah. to betray him and pulls his body through time and gets squashed and killed. <laughs> but before what? that... Very cool Sith Lord. Looks like a, a little elf guy, and he makes meat art. It's a what? very, very Matt choice here. On? I, I, and it's legitimate. Like it's not like he's my favorite, and he looks cool too. I love his mask. Uh, um, I hate to do duplicates, but I'm gonna go with Dooku as well. Um, a Duke. I just I love Dooku from 
from just his characteristic, uh, his you know everything about him, his personality to um, just the way he looks. His style is so nice. I mean, being a count, he's got to look very fashionable. Uh, he's got like a fencing lightsaber. I have that. Like, like how cool is yeah. that? That's when I become style. old and gray, yeah. that I'm gonna cosplay that. I don't want to do like the whole like gray haired old Dooku now, but when I become old and gray, I'm uh, I've got that I've got that costume ready to go. I guess. Good. Um, it's yeah. good you have okay. plans for and I remember future. I remember being young and like the Legos came out for Attack of the Clones and just seeing like a curved lightsaber hilt I was like who is this guy but, yeah <laughs> um, yeah Dooku love Dooku and Dooku Jedi Lost is a great um, book as well but I think it was Kevin Scott right yeah so it's a good book and there we have right. our Sith Those are lords and Lord. Sith favorite people Lord. I guess on to, unless anyone has any more Sith thoughts, on to uh, our Crime Lord thoughts. No thoughts. No, no thoughts. No thoughts. Uh, so, crime Lord thoughts, though, yeah. Crime Lords. I Let's guess we'll run it. through our categories for this. Um, we usually only have like four. So this one's very deep. We have eight. And then we each give a random fact. So we'll each, we'll each be able to give our fact, which will make it even funnier, because we probably each have four wildly different things that we can add to this. But our, we have the species, weapon of choice, location of the syndicate, name of the syndicate, uh, one creature, pet, or droid, um, their major domo, which we learned that word in Book of Boba Fett, at least I did, so their assistant. I feel like most people did. Yeah. I learned that from The Sims. Sorry, there anyway, you go. keep going. <laughs> transportation, mode of transportation or vehicle or whatever. And then their like, D&D alignment meter, you know. I guess that's how I'll explain that. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a big one. We're chock full of details on this guy. Me, me and AJ just, were totally not rallying him off last night off the top of our head. <laughs> Matt, what should we do here? I need another Matt, one. I need eight. Uh, what do we do? Coming up with eight was uh, tough. Edible. Uh, pet. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Um, so the way that this works is um, one person gets randomly selected to uh, their pick gets selected, right? Or we vote. Which one was it? No, it's uh, so we select. So whoever this lands on, I guess we'll go the way I just uh, listed them. So we'll start with species and work mm -hmm. our way down to alignment. Uh, so this is for species. Matt. Matt all right, all right, here we go. So my species for my guy is a Galusian. Oh God. <laughs> a Galusian. We is this saw. The balloon it. guy. No. Close. It's the guy in Solo. Who's singing at Dryden Voss's club? He's a little the guy jar in the jar. Guy. A little jar guy. Jar guy. Okay. So the guy our, in the jar. Our crime lord is going to be a little guy floating around in a big old jar. All right. Okay, I like it. Okay. I wonder how weapon of choice is going to work, but I, I mean, most of the choice. things are not going to work on my. No. <laughs> I've ruined. That's fine. I've already ruined the crime lord. I'm could sorry. the Galusian like? Could he be a head in a jar that like attaches to like a mech suit or something? I mean, or? I guess. I didn't want can to we... go with mech suit because I always go with mech suit. But if you want to do mech suit, so we can like do no, I, the weapons. I think, I think go with your plan. He's a okay. guy in a jar. The jar is on a shelf, maybe. It's good. It's a fancy shelf. Go yeah. with it. Jabba, like it. Jabba okay. ruled an entire crime empire, sitting on his ass doing nothing. This guy can be in a jar, <laughs> doing absolutely nothing on the shelf. <laughs> uh, that's right. perfect. Guy in a jar, Galusian. Galusian. Okay. All right. Um, Weapon of choice is next. All right. Matt's up again. All right, you know what? To... 
This actually works because I this came up work. specifically with a weapon for a guy in a jar. Because my, my thought process was this guy is kind of a jerk, uh, really. But we'll, we'll decide that later. But his weapon of choice, um, he shoots little darts of poison gas out of like a little compartment right on the front of his jar. Uh, and the, they're poison gas uh, and they're called fart darts. So are they like, um, does he have like blow darts that he just shoots out of the jar? Yeah, Wait. like a little blow dart and he's like, Poof. like, and if he hates you, he just shoots a little dart at you and he kills you. Um, okay. I forgot to mention, we didn't come up with names, right? So my guy's, my name, I came up with him is uh, Glort the Gaseous. Okay, that's so pretty good. So he's Glort the Gaseous and he does, shoots fart darts out of his jar. I have jar. a very important question. Do the, do the fart darts, are the poison, is it like from him? Like... I don't What's know that's if Galusians, like Spider-Man style kind of thing. I don't know if Galusians or... shoot poisonous darts or not. I was just gonna say they're okay. manufactured. Okay. I mean, I feel like you're getting into a territory there that <laughs> is unexplored. So you could, if I were in that position, uh, when I have been in that position, the way it works is if it hasn't been covered that they don't, you could probably establish that they do. All right. There we go. And it's so, then it's canon. I feel Galusians like that's shoot one, poisonous darts. That editorial, you'll be able to slip by, by the way, these shoot poison darts, and people will say, yeah, we don't have any lore for them, so you just came up with it. That's how you... There we go. That's right. the science behind it. I feel nice, like, you know, because nice they're, they're a pretty defenseless species, they're probably going to have some kind of, like, big defense mechanism to protect themselves, because they're tiny, tiny little guys, so... Perfect. Well, well I'm glad okay. you got Weapon of Choice, because that made that... Yeah, because now our now our guy's not just sitting on a jar doing sitting in a jar doing nothing. He's <laughs> shooting you with fart darts. Perfect. All right, cool. Wow. Okay. Um, what's the next category? Um, the location of the syndicate or gang or whatever. Oh, help. Okay. <laughs> well, it can't be Matt. Landry. Landry. All right. The location is the Barren Rim. And I didn't pick that one at all because I'm biased. And I like the whole idea of a bunch of crime lords fighting over this, you know, almost desolate territory filled with, like, derelict spaceships. All right. Okay. And that's what the Baron Room is. It's, there's not a lot of stars. It's getting into an expanse where there's, it's barely, but there's tons of debris. Just a cacophony of ruined spaceships floating around from all the wars. I like it. Wow. He's he's trying to rule over this piece of space. And he was just floating in a jar through this space and he found his way into whoever he's working with. That's right. There you go. Oh man, I like that. Okay. It's like an AP5 just like floating through the stars and he's like, "I feel so at peace." I'm free. <laughs> he wishes. All right, cool. <laughs> we're we're getting somewhere with this. Um what's the next one, AJ? Uh, the the name of the syndicate. Don't land on me because I missed that question when I was writing mine. Good. All right. Okay. Oh, it's Woo. me. It's you. It's you, AJ. All name right. our syndicate. The Porg Posse. All right. <laughs> the Porg Posse. I like it. Oh man. Oh, my God. It, I guess we have pet as a category, so we can't say that he has like a pet porg. Well, that might be. Well, might depends be what on I have. who land on. Yeah. There you go. But I like it. I like okay. the Porg Posse. That's kind of rule over. Uh... That's beautiful. <laughs> this is my favorite guy we've that. made so far. Oh, God. Okay. Um, what's the next one? 
uh, the creature or pet. And it's me again. All right. Guess what? <laughs> Guess what? The creature or slash pet is a porg. All right. Crazy. That is, what? That's nuts. How does that work and out? And the porg is also in a jar. I'm just kidding. Um, no, he should be. He should be in a jar. Who wants to name the porg? I feel like the, the pet should have a name, right? All right. No. Our guy's name is Glort. Yeah. So maybe his name is Port. 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 Steve. 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 Steve the Porg. I like Steve, Steve the, the Porg. Porg. All right, Steve the Porg. In a jar. Steve oh the Pirate. God. Steve the Porg. Steve the Pirate. Who's that? I've never seen Dodgeball? <laughs> I, I no, was that's making the joke. A, that, okay. the joke was that he didn't. Okay, whatever. Yes. I'm so gullible on this stupid podcast. God. <laughs> Once we hit record, I, I, you just I despise everything. it. Everything is just gone. All right. Um, what's the next one? Major Domo. I like how you spin it and then ask. I don't. I don't look. I, I just. I just accept. She okay, just lets so, it rip. Um. So Major Domo. Yep. <laughs> uh. Well. Um. So I picked Aura Singh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so and, we have a time period for. Well, hey, I don't know. Maybe, maybe she's maybe also in a killer. jar. Maybe she's just a head in a jar. I, I don't, I don't know. The porg posse's just a bunch of people in jars. <laughs> no, no, no. I feel like they wouldn't no, accomplish not. much. She's not. Um, she's actually able to like enforce. I don't know. I was just like, really feeling that. So Aura saying bounty hunter. I feel like she'd be a wonderful major domo. Do you think Obviously. she carries her head in a jar? I mean, they need some muscle on there, yeah, right? That's so true. That's yeah. good. Uh, she's, a, she's good muscle. I don't think she would carry him around, like unless like it was like absolutely necessary. Because she's like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I don't think imagine, she'd be like, the kind of person to like carry her wagon. around. Yeah, in a wagon <laughs> or like a backpack or something. And he's just he's just floating in like just like next <laughs> to her, and she's like, oh my god, I hate this guy. And he's like, <laughs> at least I'm getting paid. Uh. That's what it would be. You know yeah, who my major no. domo almost was? Who? Uh, I had this whole thing planned, but it was going to be Max Rebo. It was going to be he finally had enough. He was almost blown up twice now. And he became this guy's major domo, and he was going to plan to overtake him. Oh, which I, all the, the only thing to overtake this guy is just to shove him off the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, because uh, mine was just a, a Wookiee with alopecia. So. Ooh. <laughs> oh, my God. That's terrifying. Oh, that what is... would that look like? Well, have you ever seen a bear with no hair? Yeah. Probably getting Ooh. into that range. Ooh. That's wow. scary. Good. I That's like something. it. Who did I have? I had a yeah, I had an probably, octoroid. You created someone, right? Yeah, I created yeah. someone. He was an octoroid, which is another alien from Solo. The guy sitting at the table with the big giant eye. He's like 10 feet tall. The one oh, that yeah. looks at Han's cards? Oh, no. no. The tall guy. Okay. Yeah, he's in the background. I named him Apes Yako. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was. Good. Good. I thought he was a good. Is... He's a good character. You carry him around. Uh, all right. Uh, what's the next one? <laughs> or he'd be like Krang, actually. Oh, oh it sounds oh. like Krang. Um, the next one's transportation. So Jamie or Landry? All right. All right. Jamie, uh, what do you got? What do we got? The transportation. You're not gonna like this. Uh, it's a dewback. He right. This dude's on a jar on a on a dewback. Oh he's just, my god! <laughs> <laughs> he's just in like in a in a cluster of ships in space. Yeah, so, this is space dewback. It's a space bubble helmet. It's he puts a bubble yeah, helmet yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's just a rocket just, harness. He's just like yes. cruising along, and like it could be like an extra. I think like um. 
think like a Pope mobile, but on the back of a D back. So like oh he's in like God. this like bubble Through like space. on his like back. <laughs> he's he's already in a bubble. He's in two bubbles. He's double in a bubble. Um, and then a bubble for the D-back as well, but he's there they go. Um, but no, I was thinking more so like ground transportation would be like do-back. So when they're perusing no, their territory. Yeah. Stick with the space do-back. Space I like do-back. Space do-back. do-back. I like the space do-back. Yeah, I would totally it. do something in a, a book with a space do-back. Like, oh, oh my god. Rockets on the side. He's got a big helmet mm-hmm. with tubes coming out of it. Yeah. He's got this floating jerk in a jar on his back. Spitting uh, darts out. Spitting fart darts at everyone. In space battles. <laughs> 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 we need what? someone to commission this God. art. Yeah, oh my God. this we, one that's, certainly, certainly. This is fantastic. <laughs> All right. Oh boy. Uh, um, I um, named the D-back Harland, by the way. Harland, Harland. and Steve Harland. the Porg is something. Harland and Steve. Harland and Steve, and Glord. <laughs> Harland the space D-back. And Ara oh Singh. <laughs> we love him. We love Harland. And Ara Singh is. Also Does Ara Singh ride the D-back too? No, she's on her own. Okay. Was she just floating behind them? I feel like no. she wouldn't be a very good major domo at all. I never said she would have been a good major domo. She's just there for the job. So she's just the one he be found. More specific. It's a mm. money thing. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. She's she's in it for the money. He found her. Maybe maybe he found her after Beckett pushed her off a cliff, and she owes him like a life debt. And now she has a mech yeah. suit. And now yeah. she's in a mech suit. We're always back. We, to we got to include the mech suit. <laughs> no. Um, but I guess that leaves us with the alignment meter. Uh, alignment. Landry, That's you get to Landry. choose that. Um, mine was chaotic evil. Yes, <laughs> mine was too. I, mine was too. Glory okay. to Cassius. He's a, easily. He's a just, bad dude. Had to go evil. Just like loving the evilness. I mean, how much more chaotic could you possibly be? Rocketing through space on the back of a dooback, shooting darts at everyone. Yeah. I mean, you can't get any more chaotic than that already. Borg posse. We, we still have factoids. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, we do. We do. Yeah. Um, it's going to get let's, spicy with those. Let me, let's do our full recap of who this guy is, though. Right. Um, so we have uh, Glort the Gaseous. Uh, he is a Galusian. So a guy in a jar. Glort the Gaseous Galusian. Mm-hmm. Um, he runs the the Porg Posse, which is uh, out in the Barren Rim. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a pet Porg named Steve. <laughs> he has a, a space Dubak for transportation named Harland. Uh, yep, he fires fart darts at you as his weapon of choice. Uh, his major demo is Aura Singh, who's only in it for the money. And this guy is pure chaotic evil. Pure chaotic. You Perfect. don't want to cross Glord the Gashes. <laughs> No, I'm telling you guys. Oh my! Uh, and I think God. Steve should be spelled like S T E E V, like like Sheev. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Steve, like that. Steve. Yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, you yeah. got to Star Wars the name right. a little bit. Right. Steve, the pork. Steve Harland. Um, <laughs> Steve Harland. Um, so, who wants to start? How, where, what order should we go for the facts here? Um, Matt, you go first since you had the first like couple of choices. <laughs> okay, what did I write? Uh, ah, he has a brother named Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, Harlan, and Steve. <laughs> I like Landry's approval there. He's like, oh, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, um, All right. Should I go next? Go ahead. Um, well, the species I was going to choose was a Toydarian. So, you know, okay. like Watto. So, yeah. yeah. The fact I have is 
He's related by blood to Watto. I mean, we could that could still be the case. It could yeah, that's in play. Watto's aunt married a Galusian. Okay. <laughs> Are all Galusians in jars? Actually, no. If he's related by blood, it has to be that Watto married a Galusian. I crossed out Toydarian for my major domo, so we're Ooh. some lateral thinking. There we go. There you go. Oh, yeah. gosh. You don't. We don't see too many Toydarians anymore, and I, I want to see more. So I agree. I don't think we've seen any for like a long time. Since I can't think of the last time we since saw Clone one. Wars. since Clone Wars. Related yeah. to Watto. Okay. Wow. All right. Is Brandon related to Watto? Of yeah, course. Dude, he's, he's, they're brothers. He's they have to brother. be brothers. Okay. Um. Okay, uh, my fun fact is uh, whatever their equivalent of Sundays are, they make a brunch for the entire crew. Aww. That's going to track nice. really, really bad with mine. <laughs> that's going to track really bad with yours? Oh, no. Uh -oh. What's yours? Oh, no. <laughs> well, first, he wears a patchwork cape made from the skins of his enemies. Okay. Oh, right. Ooh, okay. And he eats his kills. Ooh, all right. <laughs> well, hey. Brunch. The brunch. The brunches. Play into that. And everybody is way too polite to tell them that all his kills uh, taste like farts. <laughs> oh. He's oh my goodness. <laughs> oh no. This I don't is... know where a cape goes on a head in a jar is a thing, but it's trailing oh, behind him on his face back, right? Have you seen it's have you just... seen Futurama? Al Gore wears a cape in one episode. Oh, I have He's not seen that. Yeah, no, that's like, it, tied it like behind it, and it's just like yeah. it's kinda like a um Doctor Strange's cape just like floating behind him all the yeah. time, yeah, yeah, like when yeah. it floats on its own. Yeah, zero G, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I'm, I'll make you some, make you some roast stew for brunch." And I'm picturing like, like the opposite Lord. of the, of um, like Ichabod Crane, where like instead like of the headless horseman, yeah, he's only yeah. a head. He's the head. He's only the head with the cape. He's instead the head of the torso, <laughs> and being on the horse, he's on the dewback instead. Yeah. So. I'm telling you, dude. I, this is this is absolute gold. <laughs> oh my god! This is so. I know editors. Let's make it happen. Let's, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's make it happen. Court the gaseous. <laughs> they won't do. not contact me after that ever again. I no. won't. <laughs> no way. Why did it have to be this well. one. <laughs> that's the way the way it happened. That's how the chance cubes fell. Because I'm here. That's that's what I do. Oh my god. I think Matt wow. reached an all-time grossness weirdness with that one but this hey Star Wars he did and then it was weird. amplified here today because oh yeah <laughs> it's just a bit too much for me i was just trying to make it light like oh yeah they have a sunday brunch it's like aura saying um no <laughs> Eat i mean it's cannibals it, it been fun. i i didn't i didn't know you were gonna go that route mine mine, <laughs> we see, mine was an ewok all right right, for the mine right. Was an gangster who made actually... skins Right, it was originally the villain that the Crimson Corsair faced in the comic behind you. And um, that's why they said, no, Ewoks wouldn't be in space like that. I'm like, yeah, they would. Look how quickly they got in chips. But it wasn't my call. So um, we switched it. I think it was Pablo Hidalgo recommended that we um, use a different race that we've seen on a planet the, on Endor's moon, which is, um, I'm blanking on their name, but they're from the Ewok movie. Um, oh, the lizardy looking people that yeah, ride yeah. horses. Yeah, so their names. We used them. In fact, the main villain is is specifically Gruck. I think his name was is specifically a um, the son of the main villain from the Ewok movie, as I recall. And um, 
originally um, the art, it was changed at the last minute. He's wearing a hoodie of an Ewok, an Ewok that's been turned into a hoodie with the head, you know, so. Because I still wanted that Ewok reference. And then they said, no, you, you should, probably shouldn't have the skin of an Ewok on your villain. I'm like, he's a bad guy. They just wouldn't let he's you do guy. Ewok stuff. That's they crazy. Protecting the Ewoks at all costs. Yeah, you know. King Tarek was the guy in um, the Ewok movie. But what what species was that? I I, I just went to Wikipedia, and it says that he, he doesn't have a species. And the, no one put ever, ever put a species in on the one uh, that I created. But I don't. I don't edit Wikipedia, so um, he was he was specifically his. I think they put it Grux species or whatever it was, and no yeah. it, species is whatever the species was in the in, in the Ewok movie. Hmm. Like he was designed to look like them by the, right. the artist specifically was trying to draw them them into the comic. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Even yeah, though we I never named them, that's who they are. I mean, I guess while while we have you here, Landry, <laughs> we can get your thoughts on stuff. I guess, uh, sure. Like, you know, the the Andor trailer just happened. That was really exciting. You I didn't watch it. Yet? Watch it. Wow. No, because I'm I don't watch trailers on things I know I'm going to watch. That's fair. Like I I didn't watch the Obi Wan trailer, the, the Kenobi trailers, and so on, or Boba Fett, or any of those because I'm sold, and all I'm going to do is see scenes from a thing that I'm going to invest my time to watch. And what does happen all too often when I do watch a trailer, I sit there going, okay, so if this scene happened, I know this scene's in the trailer, and then I start doing the story map while I'm yeah. watching it, not immersed. And then I'm I'm going, okay, then X, Y, Z has to happen. And now, oh, now I know the end of the movie or show. Like, well, that's <laughs> a good point. I find that myself doing point. that when I don't spoil it all for myself. Well, as we do the show, I mean, we're always with the TV shows, especially, you know, a movie's one thing, but when you have the TV show, you're like, oh, we haven't seen this footage yet. And this happens probably next episode and we're going to see this. So it's like, ah, um, so that makes a lot of sense, especially with the, the TV shows. Um, I, I do watch trailers after the fact, because I think trailers are their own art form. I think that oh, yeah. when, a per, when, when people put together a, a really good trailer, like the Force Awakens trailer was a really good trailer. Um, I think a, a good trailer is its own special thing even when a movie is terrible a trailer can be amazing um and it's an interesting bit of storytelling because i just wrote a comic where functionally we start the first six pages off so they read like a trailer and you see all these flash forwards of these things are going to happen because people don't interface with spoilers the way they used to so like forget it rather than keep every story element secret let's just show you who the character is what's going to happen to them and leave you wondering the how and why the way a trailer does and we'll see how that plays out um i don't personally like it as a reader or a viewer but it is what the audience responds to now so yeah. that's a tangent of trailers but oh that's you know. interesting no it's it's a great point yeah. um i remember leading up to last jedi my my best friend he avoided every trailer for last jedi and it was like amazing he would walk out of the movie theater he'd be seeing like thor or some marvel movie and then the last jedi trailer would come on and he'd like he run ran out, out of the, he ran out of the theater <laughs> to yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And i guess he could have just closed his eyes and covered his ears but yeah, but um, what's the fun in that? But, uh, you know, yeah, Andor, I'm sure you heard it got pushed back to end of September almost, September yeah. 21st. 
Um, no, I didn't hear that. Uh, that makes sense. I wouldn't want to go up against Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I th- yeah, yeah exactly. The idea, maybe. Um, we just we just saved you a very confusing Wednesday morning. <laughs> I forgot you turn on Disney Plus, Wednesdays. and you'd be like, "What the hell? Where is um, it?" But like, what what are you looking forward to in Star Wars with any of these shows? Uh, like, are you looking forward to Andor the most? Um, I know Bad Batch season two is coming out. Uh, oh man, I'm September looking forward to Bad Batch. I yeah. mean, Andor. I, I I'm I'm very interested in Andor. It does the same thing. It, interestingly, that you know, um, Rogue One did, which um, I remember sitting down with an executive at Lucasfilm, and I asked him what he. I didn't know there was a cat in here. <laughs> I did not know that. Just sitting there. Uh, sorry. Um, I sat down with somebody from Lucasfilm and I said, well, what, because I really enjoyed Rogue One. I said, what did you think about it? And he said, I really liked it, but we didn't. And he's just speaking as, as a viewer, not as somebody. It's like, but did we need it? Like, no, everything was told to us in the crawl, but it's still, I mean, it's one of my favorite Star Wars movies. And I feel like Andor has a potential to be that. I'm very interested in it. I think I'm probably going to really enjoy it. But, um, it is one of those things like sometimes we, we run the risk of, you know, more isn't always more. Sometimes more diminishes rather than it expands. And it's going to be a, the more you explore these characters, like the Rogue One characters, which we didn't need to know anything about to begin with, the more we demystify them and make them less interesting. So I'm really excited about it, but I wouldn't want to write it, I guess is what I'm saying. That That is a tight wire act. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think I think I saw you tweet that after Kenobi, more isn't always yeah, more or something. And people are like, oh, I want a season two. And it's like, oh, I mean, how much more, you know? It? No, yeah, yeah it's, it's a good <laughs> and, point. And um, I'll watch, I'll watch all of it. I, I will. Yeah. And, um, but I think sometimes we getting what we ask for can be the worst thing possible for us. You know? Oh yeah, it's not definitely. Um, but you mentioned you're excited for Bad Batch. I know Jamie's like the Bad Batch mega fan. I don't know if you've on social media. It's always she's cosplaying Hunter, or has a bunch of jackets and all the merch. So. Two of the Bad Batch six scale on pre-order because that's all they all they put out for pre-order. I will get all of them. Yeah. They are amazing. I, um, you know, I have a special place. You know, you all know I have a special place in my heart for the clones. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> an intruder there. Hello, cat. <laughs> and um, <laughs> watching, I mean, the first season, I, 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 my only complaint about the first season is I wish they had really delved into the chips over a longer period of time um, yeah. than they did. I like, would have that, like, as the Bad Batch maybe slowly is influenced by chips in their head still we get that but i could have gone with six more episodes slowly boiling that or until it reached like a frenzy um that is me asking for more after saying that more isn't always more though right Uh, (laughs) being human yeah that's That's how i feel about it too as well like i feel like they they could have like um essentially milked it a little bit longer with like how long the actual season progressed in the timeline yeah. because it was a little unclear like how long they had been like away and like how long crossers from the empire and whatnot um i'm just very excited for like the next season because we are going to have like this like little bit of a time jump which again it's like oh yeah it's been a while but it's like okay how long is a while like i need to like Oh, I'm very excited. <laughs> there's also right. a, a part for me with this material, though, that is always there's an anxiety. 
that, and as we know, this can happen because I believe, um, was it E.K., uh, what's what's her name, the author? Um, E.K. Johnston. E.K. Johnston. Yeah, was just talking about her um, Ahsoka book and how there are things that have phased, are, are beginning to phase out of canon. I always am alert, like, are they going to, are they going to undo my kick story, you know? Yeah. It can happen. It's at the, it's, it's in the control of people that have more pull than I do. So um, as, because I've so personally attached that story and um, I so obviously want to tell a whole bunch more of it, the, uh, there's always fear that I, I'm surprised it's managed to go this long without something decanonizing what I've written. So when we start getting into any of the stuff that deals still with the clones and specifically any of the 501st, they could go, you know what, actually Kix does show up here. And that story, nah, forget it. Like, oh no. I know. <laughs> I'd be so upset. Yeah. I would too. That would that would really stink. But uh... it would. Because there's no reason for them to like touch that, you know, bring Kix in, I guess. And and that and that's when people find out about your kick story, like no joke, they love it. I always people freak out. Even if they haven't read the story, they're like, "Oh, Crimson Corsair, isn't he the guy that finds like a clone, like, like Frozen?" Like people know of the story even if they haven't read it, and it's yeah, people are a lot of people it, interface so. with the story in a lot of interesting ways. There's a lot of people who only know the story because of Wikipedia or from a YouTube yeah. video, and um, I if and the thing is, the book I think the book is free if you have Amazon Prime, so just download <laughs> the book and give me the metric. I know. Like, yeah. So we can get some more of these. I that's like all I want. I mean, you I You know how I, people put Netflix shows on to get like and just put it on the background so that like Netflix will be like, "Hey, everyone's watching that. Could you just download the book?" <laughs> Do it. And, um, Everybody. I'm going to go wow. download it tonight like 100 times to get the uh, to boost yeah, it up. I, I don't know if every, that works. Every but. device I get. <laughs> um but yeah, there's definitely the crowd that um, a niche crowd, a big niche crowd, I would say that that love that story. Um, yeah, I'd say it's a, a pretty big niche crowd, actually. That um, big yeah. niche crowd, it, I mean, big we, niche crowd. It, we it saw really at least is, two though. Crimson Corsairs at Celebration, at least. Yeah. Yep. Oh, man, I wanted to go. And it was close too. Like it was only a six-hour drive, but I just it sprung for WonderCon already in Anaheim, mm. and that was so expensive. I'm like, I can't do another trip right now. Yeah. Um, it's tough. I started, this is, is an aside, I um, I was bored because work's been slow since the pandemic started. A lot of publishing is like in the mud. And so I just started writing a follow-up Corsair kick story for Ooh. fun, which is at 10,000 words now, I think. And it takes place concurrent to Rise of Skywalker. Ooh. Oh, hey, buddy. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> oh, uh, we'll have to uh we'll have to talk to you after the show off the air on the who do we know who do we know <laughs> oh. I, should just, I should just start sharing chapters with y'all form that's probably the only form it will exist in oh no I don't say it. that it'll there's, it. a, there's hope i have hope me too um, but we'll see all right, so it's back to our normal tagline of lucasville if you're listening and i know you are please like add on to this story come on like, guys <laughs> we right talk here. about it all the time <laughs> we're right here landry have <sighs> you um while we're talking about like star wars publishing and stuff have you read any of the high republic stuff at all or um no i haven't um basically because uh, two reasons um one because i've been working on other things that are uh, other than when i dove into working on that 
for fun. Um, right. And I interface with Star Wars in kind of a strange way because I have worked on it. There can be, and, and it can be a little bit of like, how much do I want to dig into it at a time when I'm not working on it and I'm feeling like I want to be working on it? It can be a little frustrating. To be I get that. Um, that's, that's a balancing act for sure. And and it also the closer you get to some of the stuff, the kind of the the magic gets peeled away. Like you you're, you're talking about Charles Sewell or Kevin Scott, and it's like these are people I know, and I actually like reading their more independent creator owned work more um, because uh, I want to support that for one. It's interesting to see what they come up with on their left to their own devices. Um, yeah. But it also makes it really hard to be as immersed in the material um, when you like had, you know, lunch or sat down next to signing with the person and sat there going, you know, I actually follow, I followed Charles Sewell after he left Red Lanterns. I took over and finished the Red Lanterns run for him. So that was an interesting experience. Hmm. And so again, the closer you are to this, it, it just kind of takes some of the, the fun out of it. So reading the stuff ends up on multiple levels feeling more like work. Yeah. Um, Strangely enough, the shows and the movies, I don't get that. I, I'm a kid again with those. But reading it, I'm not, I haven't really been following anything. I also don't want to cross-pollute anything going on in my own head. So <laughs> That's fair. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. um, no, that makes I was just curious because I know that's been like the big, um, the big publishing thing. And I didn't know if like that was something, if you have read the stuff there, if, if that's something you'd like be interested in tapping into one day when they expand more in the higher public. I don't know. But, um, it would be, you know, I mean, the thing is, with any of that, there are things that, um, I'm one, I, I, I write anything that comes my way because it's always a challenge. It's always interesting. It doesn't always work out. Like I did some Fast and the Furious tie-in stuff, hmm. um, tie into the animated Fast and Furious, which was the kids. Like it was an interesting. Oh, yeah, I, did, I, I didn't even know there was well, an. Animated I remember hearing Fast about that. <laughs> I don't think it was very popular. Um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, I, I, I also, I, I have mortgage to pay. So, you know, yeah. I take whatever work comes up. Um, I would do it, uh, of course, but I would have to, what would happen if somebody contacted me and said, hey, so there's some work if you're interested. It's High Republic era. What are your thoughts on that? I would say, give me two days and I would read everything. I'd just binge it. I'd do nothing but read all of it at that point. Because then I would, and then the whole time I'd be forming where is my nook and cranny in this story? What do I want to pull out of this? Where can I put something in that isn't being explored? Um, you know, what what can I do? See, it's going backwards, so I can't connect clones to it, which is... <laughs> unfortunately. You can't, but you That's would true. love the Nihil Pirates. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. The Nihil. I, yeah. I, I've seen some things with that, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It looks like it looks like fun stuff, and I, I like all the people that I've met that are working on it. Um, I will say that uh, that's the that's the other side of it. I say like you get too close to it and you get jaded. It's not the people. The people, all the people at least that I know personally who are working on Star Wars material are some of the nicest people I've met in thirty years in this industry. Um, and so you know, getting to be involved in that is always rewarding um, when you have when you're either close enough or have enough distance, but when you're in the middle of the ground where you just send, sometimes come in and pick at the work, especially when you're sitting there going, I have all this stuff I want to tell. Can we get it off the ground? It makes it a little emotionally burdensome. Right. No. Yeah. I get that completely. 
No, and as I mean, some of our favorite people and some of our favorite Star Wars creators, I mean, are the are the authors or people like you? Like the, you guys are so down to earth compared to like obviously directors and actors and everything. And uh, they have to be so guarded, I would imagine. They're working on such a high level where anything they say blows up to ten thousand, whatever, hundred thousand right. tweets or retweets, and it's just like. I, I don't I don't know how warm or approachable you can be when you're under that scrutiny, right? That would no one cares what I say. It makes it beautiful. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like last episode, we had um, uh, we had Adam on Adam uh, Adam Christopher Adam Christopher who just wrote Shadow of the Sith. So we, we actually somehow had back to back author episodes, which is really cool. I yeah, didn't mean to do that, but there we go. It worked out. How'd like that, that. happen? <laughs> um, did you guys have any more like Star Wars questions for Landry? Because I have one that's non-star wars that i've been meaning to ask him since last since like march so no, I, well, I got nothing. this seems like a burning question aj ask it well it's yeah, not I a burning know. question but it's <laughs> well i know i know you're a big batman fan uh you know we've talked about that off the air i think a lot and uh you're a big fan of the riddler so yes. what did you think of the batman <laughs> you know my um my interface with that one let's see if i can get this one okay, there's my... <laughs> hey. Hey. the curtains there it is um, <laughs> Uh, I thought, okay, so I really enjoyed it on a level that it's kind of my same way I felt about the, uh, Dark Knight movie with Heath Ledger as a Joker. I liked it at the time of the Heath Ledger Joker as a 40 year old. Now with this, uh, Riddler version of the film as a 50 year old, should I, should these movies really be for me? Like I, I don't. Like, I got into Batman as a four-year-old. There's a photo of me from the 1970s at a car show with Burt Ward. He's in his full Robin costume. <laughs> wow. And, you know, it was an amazing piece of, of, like, I got into the comics and the 60s, reruns of the 60s show. And I do believe that Batman is an all-ages property at, at its core, that it's it should be accessible to children. And while I really enjoyed the movie, one... That wasn't the Riddler. They changed the character so fundamentally, they made a new character, a really compelling and interesting character. Yeah. But if you change him so much from his core, is he still the same character? He uses riddles, sure. But um, I did really enjoy it. But I don't, at the same time, I go into the Target. I go and Target the toy section. And there's, you know, Kim Suit Riddler in hit or you know ages five and up and i'm just questioning who are who is their audience here yeah like the mcu seems to know who their audience disney has always been good at, at separating like our property is made for these people here's your boundaries i think they can make amazing batman movies outside of those boundaries the question is should they because you blur the um how do I put it? You, you blur the um, property. There's a word I'm looking for that's eluding me. But yeah, I think you get the idea. Yeah. Um, like when I was working, I worked on Batman Brave and the Bolt. I worked on on this book here. I, I wrote that at the same time I wrote a, a really gruesome Mad Hatter story where he's, a, a, you know, a, a, a very broken human being committing serial killings. And um, 
it's an interesting interesting juxtaposition that we want to sell Batman to everyone, but we don't create a Batman that is accessible to everyone. We create compartmentalized Batmans, which adds to a lot of marketplace confusion. And it working in retail, when I did work in retail, steering people like, that's not the Batman for you. You can read this Batman, but none of those Batmans. It's a strange balance. So that might be a more complicated answer than you were looking for. I liked it. I liked no, it a lot. It makes sense, yeah. I get what you're saying. It and to bring this back to Star Wars because I can't help myself. <laughs> a lot of, you know, there are so many people who are like, oh, you know, I want a rated R Star Wars movie or I want, you know, a Star Wars movie where Darth Vader is just going around slaughtering Jedi and doing all these dark, you know, gritty, awful things. And and it's like, no, Star Wars should be accessible to all ages. So I yeah. know exactly what you're saying. Um, yeah. I get it. Like, like you I, could do a story. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was just going to say, you know, it's dark and gritty and like super ultra violent and scary. It's just not, not really my star Wars. It's not the star Wars I think of. Yeah. Well, you could probably tell a brilliant story about Mickey mouse, like, like getting caught up in meth addiction. You probably you could. could like a really compelling, emotionally charged story that changes the way people look at life. Is that the place to tell it? You can tell a story like you did the, the way the Batman was executed. And I will say, I, I thought uh, Pat, Pat, Robert Pattinson, is that his last mm-hmm. name? Pattinson. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Really great Batman. I love the look. I love Catwoman, Penguin, everything. I really enjoyed the movie. I just question again, is that the best way to brand your property? You know? Yeah, I mean, you bring a good point. I like that this came kind of became like the Batman podcast, but I've been <laughs> I've been dying to have like a podcast just to talk about this movie since March, and that was what almost six months ago. So like, oh my god, is it? Wow, it's crazy. Right? Almost September. Oh, it's early August, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't we know don't what time know it is. Anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, you bring up a good point. Like, was that the Riddler? Because they pretty much just made him a real life, you know, mass murderer. They made him the Zodiac killer, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Right? So it's like. Zodiac killer on and then just put question marks all over him. Um, yeah, so that's a good well, point. One, even just one, just, just, just says one. It was just one. Okay, yeah, I guess mm-hmm. it was just mark. on his chest. It's very, yeah. very scaled down in a lot of ways. The thing is, is I think that there's a lot of ways they could have done it. Or again, they made a good movie. It's not a question to whether or not they made a good movie. I think they made an excellent movie. It's just, yeah. do we need a Batman movie for every age group, or can we take it and the property? And make something that is good for all age groups. Was like, the movie was the movie rated R? Was yeah. it? It was no, PG thirteen. It was PG thirteen. No, PG thirteen. They okay. they pulled back. I think the company pulled back. Said you can't do R. You okay. gotta pull it yeah. Because there's an F bomb at the beginning. I remember. Yeah. There's only yeah. one. There's, you can only have one. And then um, obviously it's very violent and dark. But, but that's the thing. It, it's about as PG thirteen as you could possibly get. It skirts the line entirely by using fake drug addiction and you know the drops yeah the drops and well, matt you and i we went to target one day and we're in the lego aisle and we're laughing because they make lego sets of yeah. the batman stuff for kids like, uh, adults probably buy them but yeah jim suit lego riddler little kids should <laughs> be watching uh the batman but no they really shouldn't it is not a kid's <laughs> movie at well, all again this is the same thing when we had heath ledger as a joker like he's yeah. going around like i gargle razor blades it's like <laughs> for five-year-olds and without Batman being accessible to me at that age group, I would not be the person I am. Like that is a character that fundamentally yeah. changed the trajectory of my life. I got obsessed with 
the character, with the heroic morality of the character, with everything about it. Um, and of course, at four, I was four, uh, watching that 60s show, all everyone talks about how cheesy it was. It's not when you're four. Yeah. Like, will Batman survive? I didn't know if he would. <laughs> like, I had no inoculation for that. It was new. I'd never seen anything like it. So I'm like, I, I can't wait to find out. <laughs> and, you know? and another good point is that some of the best Batman properties, especially on screen, have been for all ages. The bat nobody is arguing that the Batman animated series cannot right. be watched by kids and adults. And exactly. you know, it's so good. It's, they it, can do it. They yeah, did exactly. do it. And to bring it back to Star Wars, well, almost of Star Wars, you know, but Clone Wars and everything, they talk about it can be enjoyed by adults and kids. Yeah. Because well, there's people that are like, oh, it's only for kids, but it, it's, uh, it's no. for everybody. <laughs> no way. No way. Wars. Okay. So actually, I, I did a magazine. Um, I, more, it was more editing work than it was writing, where I was taking like interviews with Filoni and stuff and contextualizing them into a narrative. Um, these different excerpts from interviews with different people for about the Clone Wars. And um, I thought there was this great bit that Filoni and one of the directors, he was a director of the, um, oh, what's it, the Battle of Umbara arc. Mm. Mm -hmm. And uh, he also, he was a cinematographer on Apocalypse Now, as I recall. And um, they were talking about how the Clone Wars purposely did the way they did all ages. They do a really young arc, a middle range arc, a more adult arc and then scale like just bounce that around and do arcs that were clearly for younger kids and arcs that were for older but none of it, it could all still be accessed by anyone but some of them definitely intentionally skewed younger or older and battle for umbara of course being one of those that skews yeah. older um brilliant war story beautifully oh, yeah. told um and great i mean morality that is straight out of any of the Vietnam fiction of the seventies. Um, Absolutely. You know. So yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting in that they purposely approach the all ages thing, but they approach it. I guess the Batman animated series does kind of the same thing. I mean, look at the almost got him episode when the villains are sitting around the table. I, I threw a rock at him, you know, yeah. <laughs> versus some of the other episodes that are really, like some of the stuff with the scarecrow and whatnot episodes can be really emotionally charged. Um, so that's, that's a thing. Like whenever I write any of this material, I try to always take, even when I was writing, when I was writing Batman brave and the bold, um, I tried to put in some heavy emotional topics in there. When I did Supergirl cosmic adventures in the eighth grade, um, you know, I snuck in the death of a character. I managed to find a way that no one realized the character dies until you really go back and look and go, oh my God, that character. And it was a book for eight-year-olds. So, you know, you can yeah. do it. It's just how you do it has to be, um, that's a balancing act. Right. I follow you. I get that. Um, but yeah. I don't know anything. anything no, else? You asked your was, Batman question. That was a good. No, I'm, I'm glad we got to Batman. That was a good discussion. We were able to tie it back to Star Wars. All all that I was. Talking uh, about Batman. No, no, no. I'm thinking of the animated series. I was too. I was like, I kind of want to go like rewatch it. Yeah, right. Know, I was is it on anything? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, sure. well, mm. well, oh boy. Well, um, let's wrap up, guys. Uh, so we made a crime lord. All right, uh, go run through Lord, him once again because it's been about a half an hour since we talked about him last. Lord the Gaseous. He's a Galusian? 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 Galusian. 
Um, from the Baron Rim, he uh, fires fart darts out of his jar that he uh, lives in. Uh, he runs the gang called the Porg Posse. He has a porg named Steve. Um, his majordomo is Arasing, and he rides a space dewback around. He is a uh, very chaotic evil. Um, and then there's a lot of fun facts about him that we're not going to get into, but this guy is a psychopath. <laughs> makes brunch. He has a brother named Brandon. And, and AJ's fun fact. And he's related to Otto. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you, uh, Landry, for coming on to our show again and to create this wonderful crime lord with oh, us. Yeah. It really Big took time. a hard left there immediately. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Crew. <laughs> uh, and, and thank you, everyone else, for being on the show as always um this is the holland and Rogers podcast oh yeah you guys are yeah thank you i uh, lo- love you guys um <laughs> this is the holland and Rogers podcast and we'll catch you guys next time <laughs>